0: lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 48 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my guest today is Alison Sutter. And Allison and I talked about the role of intuition when it comes to your weight release journey. We explored the relationship between our diets and the labels that we often associate with foods and dieting programs, and how that impacts how women are able to listen to their bodies, their inner wisdom, and their intuitive powers. We also talked about how to Activate your intuition if you're just getting started, and she share a very interesting and practical tip to get you going if this is new to you. But also gratitude and the role that it plays when it comes to getting the results you want and really living life by design on your own terms without apologizing for it. Let me introduce you to Allison. Allison Sutter is a teacher author, and spiritual mentor. Her book, Accelerator Mojo, Seven Simple Steps to Ignite Intuition, Shake Off Fear, and Unleash the Real You is a guidebook for women who want to blend their spirituality with their physical human perspective for a more holistic perspective on life. Allison works one on one with people to help them tap into their intuition while also moving around fear when it shows up so they can be harmonious with their authentic self. Here is Allison. Hello, Allison. Welcome to the
1: podcast.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and have this conversation. Yes, it is my pleasure. And to get us started, we're going to talk a lot about intuition today, which I'm very excited to just kind of hear from you and pick your brain on this topic. But to get us going, define for us, what does confidence mean to you? That's a great question. So confidence
1: for most of my life was defined as something I didn't have. I, I grew up with social anxiety. So it, it lasted into my 20s and 30s. And so I did not view myself as a confident person. But now that I hit 50, something has changed. Okay. And confidence to me means that I have this conversation with my inner self that is one that is supportive and one that is truly loving. It is the voice that is the strongest now. Over the voice that said, you're not good enough, you're ugly, you need to change. So it's that relationship with my physical self and my inner spiritual self. And it's so confidence is something that is, is ever changing.
0: Absolutely that's beautiful. And I think it's also one of the things for women listening to really look forward to, right? Cause as you know, there's so many things we hear from a science standpoint of what happens as we hit our fifties and menopause and all the things not that most women don't want to happen. But I think there's also such a beautiful time in life of wisdom and self-acceptance, right? And the way you described it really sort of highlights that part of the journey that I think it's not talked about enough. And I think it's so important. So i Love that definition. So, tell us a little bit about your story in relation to your journey with weight gain, weight loss, and then let's just tie it in with intuition so that we can go deeper into the topic. Sure. So, when I was younger, I don't
1: remember having really any negative issues with body, I was athletic. I didn't really think about eating. The only comment I ever remember was, I think my mom said to me once, oh, if you eat two pieces of pie, you'll something. I don't know. I mean, I remember standing on the (laughs) stairs looking at her, but it didn't really sink in and I never had a problem with it. Then I got pregnant and... I get, I was, I'm on five, six, about 125 pounds and I gained 60 to 70 pounds with each pregnancy.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I gained a lot of weight and that's when it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, I don't really like this. It doesn't feel very good to be this way. And I right. remember, you know, losing the weight each time and gaining it back. But, you know, as I've gotten older too, I mean, the body is it's changing, and so, in terms of my relationship to intuition, I never really thought about how do I use my intuition to help guide myself in this regard. In terms of both my, you know, physical body, but food I'm eating, um, what I'm thinking about, until I got older. But as I did that, I realized. What an incredible resource
0: yeah.
1: that intuition is to help guide you as an individual to not just discovering and uncovering your own relationship with food and how you feel about it, but also what should I, shouldn't I be eating? What kinds of things should I be looking into in regards to the way my body functions to get back to not only a physical homeostasis? Yeah but a mental and emotional spiritual homeostasis. Um, you know, along the way I did go get what's called it. It's a, the Czech Institute, C-H-E-K, a Czech holistic lifestyle coaching degree because I wanted to, mm-hmm. or a certification because I wanted to increase my knowledge about my relationship with my intake, the way my body functions. Um, and that Institute gave me sort of a holistic view about mind, body, spirit. And over time, I came to the realization that intuition is, should be your everyday superpower. It should be your go-to yes. for everything that you do, including your relationship with
0: your body. Absolutely. What I love about intuition is something that is accessible to everyone, right? No matter where you are, it doesn't cost any money. And <laughs> it's just a question of uncovering, activating it and knowing how to call upon it. So from your perspective, and I have a very, I would say very personal relationship with intuition myself from my own history and health issues and everything in between. So I would love to hear from you. Let's go to the beginning and say, how do you define intuition for somebody that doesn't say utilize it as often? I'm really glad you asked that because that is the essential place where everyone
1: needs to start. Mm-hmm. And my current definition of intuition is my conversation with my higher self, my spirit, my soul, my non physical essence. It's literally the language, like English is the language that we're speaking to convey meaning and understanding, whereas intuition is a language. And so Why that's important, I think, is because if we've defined intuition as something that's either not accessible to me or I'm not intuitive or it only comes forth in emergency situations, then you're blocking the 100% of intuition that you were born with. It's you have to reveal to yourself and you have to literally change your definition. And as you change your definition and you might do it by saying, you know, hmm, I wonder what it would be like if I could have this intuitive relationship and conversation around what meal do I need to eat today to support myself better? Do I need, if I need any supplementation, what kind of exercise is the most fulfilling thing and supportive to get my cells to organically return to their natural state of full happiness and productivity? Yeah. So, you know, That's it's critical that the listener define for themselves. And here's the key. You can know how you define it by how it's showing up or not showing up. And so if somebody is not having an open relationship or an open conversation with their intuition, then by definition, they have a definition that says, I can't access it on demand, right. or I don't have an open relationship, or I'm not intuitive. And you literally have to change the definition before you can open up the connection.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And I think a lot of times for those more subtle, less tangible things, right, that, you know, for some people, it takes a little bit of time. And uh, what I love about this is that to give everybody a different perspective, or maybe how to look and connect with it. Um, I'll share a very quick little story here. But I have, I spent many years in the academical world and doing like very traditional scientific studies and research and things like that. So I have like a, I would say a a natural scientist in me. (laughs) And that's how I approach most things in life. I'm always looking for data and I'm always looking to, you know, prove things to myself, even if it's very subtle. And I've done quotations, experiments with myself of holding a food that I know it's very, you know, say something I grew myself in my garden and how it feels and gone to a grocery store very specifically with this intention. And I remember because I was born in Brazil. So if any Brazilians listening, condensed milk is probably the one thing every Brazilian child adores, no matter how you know unhealthy it could be for you. And I did an experiment that I held a can of condensed milk in my hands. This is now living in Canada for 15 years And the reaction in my body was spectacular. I was so amazed because I felt in my core, like in my solar plexus, this almost like pushing it away, this no, like it was so incredible. And I was like, wow, like I was actually surprised of how strongly my body, not that I put it in my mouth, like I was holding it and really having a moment to say, okay, is this, going to support me health-wise and it was very clear (laughs) that was a no and I took that moment as such evidence you know like it was so meaningful to me and from there so many doors I would say opened up right hey there are you a woman over 40 who wants to release excess weight but keep self-sabotaging your progress. If you are tired of all the, all you need is more willpower advice, then I created just a free training for you. Set aside 60 minutes today and I promise you, it will be worth your time. I will go over the three main mindset shifts you need to make if you want to release weight for good, which does not rely on willpower. I will review to you why the strategies that worked in your 20s and 30s don't seem to work anymore and i will also show you which hormones play a big role in weight release once we turn 40 and beyond This is a value packed masterclass and it is for you if you want to discover my step-by-step system to help you regain your energy, get rid of cravings and get back into alignment with your body. And of course, drop some pounds too. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training to watch this on-demand masterclass Or just send me a DM on Instagram for the link at naturally.joyous. So again, it is naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. So let's just say for someone, because maybe, you know, people listening don't have the, you know, same inclination towards running weird grocery store experiments like I did So for someone that's just getting started and wanting to develop that connection between their intuition and therefore using it to make, say, decisions about their food and weight loss, what would be a good place do you feel for them to start if they haven't done much with intuition before?
1: So it depends on their relationship with the subject matter, because I would not start. So if you have a contentious relationship with your body and weight loss, don't start there because you... May distrust yourself and you may distrust the signals coming through and how they're being electrified and communicated to you in your body. Start with something that you don't have, it isn't a big deal for you. Maybe just start with what socks feel the best to wear today. I love or, that. Or, you know, start, start with the things that aren't such a big deal um, because you don't really care. There isn't that resistance and there there isn't that much writing on it. Yeah. And get in tune with how intuition is coming through and how you are receiving it so that you can become familiar with its availability in your body and how it's coming through for you. You know, it might come through. I mean, people have all I mean infinite number of different ways you know a lot of people say it's a gut feeling but it might be goosies on your skin it might be a vision or an auditory there's like clairsentience and and information that comes through i mean just be open and then like you said prove to yourself right prove to yourself yeah if and what i want to say is important that i know there's a lot of instructional material on eat this don't eat that you know which mm-hmm. is fine yeah. we every read everything you want you know meet with anyone you want to but also Listen to yourself because yeah. you know I've had a, I had a friend a couple of years ago who was diabetic and you know the dietitian was telling her you must eat bread but bread was the thing that was causing her blood sugars to fluctuate wildly and so she knew that but if she had listened and the proof was when her blood sugar stabilized right so yeah following her own intuitive guidance so you know make sure that you develop this relationship through experimentation with trusting yourself and, and knowing what is right for you because there's a lot of opinions coming in yeah. from the outside about what you should do, but that may or may not be applicable to you. And so you have the ability to choose and decide along with this very cognizant, um, you know, powerful source of knowledge about what works for you in this, mo- and it's also moment by moment. So what works for you now might not work for you tomorrow. You might want to yes. decide something else. So you know, be really cognizant about um, this this intuitive voice and honor it and, and celebrate it. And as you get older, you know, I think it becomes easier to honor it, to trust it. You've had more years of experience under your belt, you know? I mean, yeah. something happened when I turned 50 and I was just like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, and I think that plays a huge role, like I see at least on my line of work a lot of diet labels, right that you know people get very attached. so I'll give an example. I'm not you know pro or anti, but let's just say the keto label that's very popular in weight loss right now. and so say somebody's following a generic keto program eating tons of dairy, right? let's just say that for that individual dairy is not as supportive for whatever reasons. And I find a lot of times people have a very difficult time letting go of the label, even if their body is clearly telling them this is not necessarily the best for us right now. Right. Or very much like you said, that somebody done, let's just say even like a vegan diet for most of their lives and they turn 40, 45 and then something shifts and they are, you know, inability to handle the the amount of carbs change. So they become more insulin resistant, right? Which, you know, we see often in women as we age. And I feel those labels hold so many people back, right? Of maybe not allowing their intuition to speak to them because they really want to follow something that either speaks to their heart because of compassionate reasons or because they truly believe that's the only way, (laughs) hence the keto trend, I guess. To get results. So, for somebody that let's just say is maybe a little bit constrained because of labels and dyes that they believe is the right way or whatnot, how would they go about, you know, putting the label second and really bringing the intuition forward? Like, what would be some suggestions there?
1: Well, you have to be willing to get rid of the labels, right? You have to be willing to, if you had, let's say, you bought four different books on four different approaches, Mm -hmm. you know, turn them over, put a sheet over the top of them, and then try to intuit which one is, which one are you gravitating towards, which is the most supportive, right? Mix them up so you don't, so have someone else mix them up so you don't know which one is which, right? (laughs) Yeah. And see if you can kind of, which one is pulling you to be the most supportive that you can find in that particular moment, right? Start doing things where you practice, getting rid of the labeling of this specific thing, you know, is what you need to do. I mean, if the thing is, you can tell when you're doing something, because you think you should do it because it feels bad. Yeah, It feels anxiety inducing. It feels like it's, you know, you're doing it and you're, and you get more tired when you're doing it because you're doing it out of sense of obligation versus a sense of excitement. Right. Intuition is not something that is anxiety inducing. It's a sense of calm. I just did a summit in February with 18 different uh, women who were all talking about intuition and the consistent thing that they said without, I I didn't prompt them to say this, but they said the difference between intuition and um, fear is that intuition is always calm certainty. Whereas doubt is fear inducing, it's anxiety inducing. And so you have to become more um, aware of what is the feeling that you're feeling. You know, when when someone says they're feeling excited, but they're feeling anxious, then just acknowledge that you're feeling anxious, right? Like don't, don't try to pretend you're doing something that you're not because it's very confusing, right? So so you want to get honest with yourself so you know the difference of when you're doing something out of a sense of obligation or fear that if i don't do this i won't get my result versus doing something that is feels really good that feels like satisfying that feels
0: certain that feels enjoyable yeah Absolutely. I even, like, one of the clues that I use is, like, very much on the vocabulary. Anytime we catch ourselves saying, oh, I should, I have to, or I need to, right? So those are, like, very clear indicators to me that we're acting out of duty. I call them the duty words that you're acting very much outside of that inner alignment that, you know, let's just call intuition for now and really back into, you know, somebody else's set of priorities or in positions of what life should be like. Right. And that is by far one of the most depleting ways that you can get rid of energy like this. Right. Whereas when you're back in, like you said, inspiration and alignment and really listening to that inner calling, It is incredible. Like I even look at myself and I'm very conscious about that. And I make a significant effort every day to really set the priorities for my day and really live by priorities. And I can be, you know, 10 hours in having an amazing day. And then there's one day that quotations, I have to do something that I don't want to two hours in, I'm bored and I'm fidgety and, you know, all the cravings and all the things. Right. So it's pretty pretty interesting i think it's such a beautiful skill to develop and when it comes to weight loss like you said really you know letting go of the labels letting go of the you know massive lists of should eat this don't eat that and really connect i know it is a journey and like i love what you said earlier about pick something that has you know a lot less i don't know like stakes (laughs) involved so say picking your socks and stuff and start small right with something maybe weight loss is almost like too too deep. So maybe that comes later. Um, But that is such a good thing to work towards and really strengthening that relationship with Mm -hmm. your intuition.
1: Can I just add something there? Yes, think
0: I think what's important is that you also
1: get clear with yourself on whether you deem someone else the expert of you or you deem you the expert of you because there's so much information. And it's really easy to see someone with a lot of accolades or a lot of attention or a lot of training, and think, oh, they must know what's best for me. Right? It's not that they can't add to what is right for you. You can pick and choose whatever you want, but do you really believe you are the expert on you? If you do, you then don't give so much credence to those labels because you know that it's a, it's a mishmash of stuff, and it's all dependent yeah. on where you are in this moment. Like, I'm in a very different place than I was 10 years ago in terms of what, I'm especially in terms of like the toxicity of my liver. I've had 10 more years of stuff and, you know, my liver's just not as clean as it used to be. So everything else, all the hormones and everything else are all out of whack, but now I'm focusing on cleaning out the liver and making sure that I'm supporting it in the ways that I can. And, you know, really trying to intuit, am I hungry? What am I hungry for? How much energy is it going to give me? Is it going to help me move into a better state of being? Like, I got into the habit of having a glass of wine every night. I know I shouldn't do that. (laughs) Because now I can see how much that impacts me versus 10 years ago. It would have been easy to do that. But now it's like, okay, so that impacts me differently in so, so many different ways. I sleep differently. The belly fat accumulates faster and easier because of the sugar content. So I have to make a choice. You know, what am I going to do? How
0: do I want to feel? Absolutely. I, I love what you just said. And it's so true that I'd say, and I work primarily in the 40 plus demographic for many reasons, but one of them is exactly what he said that we are in a very different level of intentionality when we get to that age group because the choices. Our resilience, just because of the aging process, is lower than it used to be in our 20s, right? And the choices we make now have a more, I would say, significant impact, right? And one of the things that I know is easy to get into is that sense of feeling deprived. So even if, say, you listen to your intuition and it's telling you, don't drink the wine, right? Not good for you. I us just say that's what it's telling you. And we do the choice and drink it anyways. I know so many women feel guilty and all those things, which could be kind of like the other side of developing your intuitive powers. So if somebody gets to that place, they're listening to intuition, their body's telling them no, they still make that choice. What are some strategies that you have to get back into that, you know, self-acceptance that whatever choice you make in the moment in time should be honored regardless of following the plan or not? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm really in the midst
1: of that right now, literally right now. <laughs> so what I do is I decide what, what do I want to do? And so if I do want to have that glass of wine, then I have it and I go, all right, so let's, let's do an experiment. Let's get some data. How does it make me feel? And do I is it more important that I feel differently than I do when I have it or not? I use it as a as a place to gather some data and figure stuff out and grow my sensitivity around my awareness instead of shaming myself. I say, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna learn from this. And I know when I decide that I want to do it differently, I will because I'm ready and then I won't have to carry that baggage from place to place. And and I also find ways like I so I had a bunch of stuff going on in terms of like, I had migraines, significant, severe migraines, vomiting, dizziness, all sorts of things, um, constipation, um, sleeplessness. And as I, as I entered late forties, I started the menopausal symptoms of potlashes and stuff. And so I had to figure out, well, what, what can I do to a clean out my body and be it, And so I ended up basically, I don't do dairy or eggs or, you know, I drink celery juice every morning and, um all of these things that, that, that help me find that, that place that feels good. So I just, and, and so even when you're eating mostly vegan, except for some protein and stuff, I look for the ways in which I can eat um, the, in ways that is really exciting, things that taste good. So it becomes an adventure. Like, can I find the best dairy-free cheese? And what does that look like? And we, you know, we make, I make with my kids a uh, lots of baked goods that, You know, I know are supporting me, but we can all enjoy, I don't believe in deprivation. I don't believe in, I think that just creates a greater level of, you know, depravity is not my thing. I just don't do it. So I just find the ways in which I can find a happy balance to enjoy my relationship with not only food, but then again, like, how do I want to move today? And then if I decide that I'm just too tired to take a bike ride or something, you know, I'm like, can I just go sit in the back garden and weed? And what is going to, f- and listen to a podcast, like what is going to be the ways in which I can get the most out of it? And I had to train myself to think that way, right? You have to be, it has to become a habit um, of thinking that way. Yeah. But you can get there. It's just a matter of what do you focus on? Are you going to focus internally more on the things and keep, and keep, and actually also if you're having the conversation with other people about, if it seems like a focus of depravity is somehow, um, ceremonial or celebrated I would slowly extract yourself from those conversations because they're keeping the belief alive that you have to suffer in order to to be to get what you want which is not true
0: exactly No, that's very true this episode is brought to you by the wage release shift a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually, more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey, which is Weight Release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones, eat for your needs and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below to learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release. And I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better. And when you mentioned about the migraines, I really relate to that. I've, I would say I've spent about 15 years in the severe chronic migraine state, like about six times a week. And I had spinal surgery and a bunch of things. And that was a so i'm I'm very familiar <laughs> with the debilitating aspect of it, especially when you have a very active mind, but you just can't execute because you're you know like a head looks like it's going to explode on you anyways, and really, for myself, like I have discovered through actual experience how much of the chronic pain for me was not living in alignment with my calling and what I was here to do, right? Versus now that I wake up every day to do exactly what I want to do, uh, which is, I know, a pretty big blessing and privilege as well. But in a lot of that, Back then, for me, was making choices of what I thought I had to do, what I thought would be bringing financial security to our family, and all of those things, right? And you know, really, my intuition started talking to me. I didn't listen. Start yelling at me. I didn't listen. Then I hit myself in the head with a two by four, and then I had to listen. And then I went through like a severe period of burnout, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. The whole thing, you know, came true. And and I think that was such a blessing because. It really equipped me with the understanding of how important this is to really listen to yourself and make choices based on that intrinsic alignment rather than whatever is pushing you outside. Right. And when now in my work, when I see women, you know, feeling guilty about eating the cookie or drinking the wine and so on, I truly believe that our body has our back no matter what. Right. No matter what. And this is coming from somebody with quite a few you know things on my laundry list of health issues and even back then and so for me and that question my final question for you is for me developing gratitude on top of my intuition was truly the key that unlocked I would say a lot of that potential that was like sitting dormant inside of me so, from your perspective, what do you feel is the role of true transcendental gratitude when it comes to listening to your intuitive powers? So it's interesting. I'm in a phase
1: right now where I'm I'm truly able to be in the energetic state of what we call gratitude and appreciation. And it is not only transcendent, it's, it's literally transformative because it's the, the natural state of our cellular construction, right? It's that, it's that place of just allowing in, in being. So it, is, it, is, it's, it can literally transform your body in, its constru- in the way it's constructed in its physical form. Um, I remember when I was, so the last time I was teaching, I was teaching in preschool. And before that I wasn't teaching at preschools with home with the kids. I've gone in and out of teaching in different regards over the years, but it didn't occur to me until after because this last year I haven't had one migraine, but when I was teaching, it's not that I don't love, didn't love that job. I did, but I got more migraines in that job than I'd had before because of the stress of it, because I wasn't really enjoying it. I was doing it because I needed to pay off some bills. So when you are in this state of allowing, and I was at the dentist yesterday and he asked me how I was. And I was like, and I said from this place that I've never said before, I said, I'm doing what I want when I want to do it. And I've never said that to people because I think there's, there's always a sense of, Oh, you get to do what you want you want to oh, lucky you. Like <laughs> yes. there's kind of like a snide energetic response that people have. And I sort of was trying to guess what his reaction was. If he was like, Oh, that's nice. Pat, pat on the head. Or, you know, was it an, An acknowledgement of the the way that humans are supposed to live which is in a state of doing what you love when you want to do it and I'm sort of just I'm I'm just I'm loving being in this state of doing what I want and when I want to do it and not feeling especially as a female as a mom you know not feeling guilty for not doing something for someone else yeah or explaining how I have the ability to do what I want when I want to do it. I'm just in this state of energy and watching how it creates more of what I want, an echo effect. As I, as I am this, it echoes through my body, it echoes through my life. And I'm like, that is just it's so cool how the mirroring effect takes place in life when you can become. And you're honest with yourself, be honest with yourself when you're not there. I mean, there are a number of times where I'm just like, no, I'm not grateful, <laughs> right? Like yes. I'm mad. But the more that you can acknowledge when you're in that state and then see and do the experimentation and connect the dots between your energetic state and the different manifestations and experiences that you have and prove to yourself what, you know, what it means to be in different states of energy.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love some, you said it a few times, you know, throughout this conversation about getting really honest with yourself. Right. And I think that is definitely a takeaway from today's episode because a lot of times. You know, when we, at the beginning, when we're getting honest for ourselves, yeah, it may may not be pretty, right? What we really feel and, you know, how we think we should do and behave and live. But that truly is the key that unlocks so much freedom. And so many women don't live in that place just yet, but it is accessible, right? But getting real honest, I think it's such an important part of it. And I really wish that to everybody listening to this conversation, um, so Allison this was so inspiring and I'm so grateful to have you here on the podcast for the listeners that want to learn more about you and what do you do share a little bit of, oops, share a little bit about your work with us and how we can find you online.
1: Sure. So I work with women on three things, igniting intuition, moving around fear when it shows up and then being authentically the energy, you know, stamp of who you really are. And so right now I'm spending time on Instagram, putting You know, messages of inspiration and education and stuff on Instagram. Um, I'm now on Clubhouse. I have a I'm moderating a group called Intuition Your Everyday Superpower. So I invite people to come over to Clubhouse. Yes. Um. You know, you can go to my website. It's basically a holding space for just my name, AlisonSutter.com. Um. But. Really, I'm more into the conversations right now, into connecting with people one-on-one. I'm working with some women one-on-one through my Accelerate Your Mojo program. That's my passion. That's what I love to do. Um, so that's what I'm going to continue to do. If anyone's interested in it, you can just get a hold of me. We'll have a conversation. Make sure it's the right thing for you. I would. I don't accept to work with people who it's
0: not the right thing. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's wonderful. Now, make sure to put all the links below in the show notes to make it super easy for people to find you as well. So, thank you again for your time, for sharing your wisdom. I truly enjoy our conversation today. And I'm very grateful to have you here in the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence from Within. If you enjoyed this episode,